0: Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card,
1: right this way,
0: it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.
1: You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the Highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products—wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to tire TireRack.com/slash-Colin. TireRack.com—the way tire buying should be. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at Proplansport.com. The
3: Volume.
1: The Colin Coward Podcast presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. No better place to make every moment more. Then with FanDuel, basketball, football, they have awesome new and existing user promotions. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. You can get your winnings back in two hours. My favorite, the same game parlays. You can bet five or 10 bucks and win 150 bucks or more. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Get started now. Sign up promo code Colin so they know we and I sent you. The Colin Coward Podcast presented by the FanDuel Sportsbook. Hi, everybody. It feels like an emergency podcast. I'm still on vacation. It's Friday morning at about, uh, you know, I was in Turks and Caicos yesterday at an airport when about 9 a.m., which is 6 a.m. Pacific time, I got a call saying USC and UCLA were headed to the Big Ten. And my initial thought was great because college football is not right right now. It's in a seven-year attendance decline and TV rating decline. So I don't want to hear how everything's good. There's too many crappy games. Go look at Labor Day weekend this weekend. The week before the NFL starts, there's not five watchable games. It's junk mail. The sport needs more quality games. So holistically, I now get USC, Ohio State, USC, Michigan, USC, Penn State, USC, Wisconsin, USC, Michigan State. Those are bigger games. UCLA, Ohio State, not UCLA, Washington State, UCLA, Colorado, UCLA, Oregon. College football needs more great games. Go look at Alabama schedule. Maybe three games you have to watch. And then seven to eight blowouts. That's what makes the NFL so compelling. Week in, week out, not just the parody, because we know college football will never have parody, but on multiple platforms. It doesn't matter if you're watching the Red Zone, Fox, CBS, Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, the games are competitive, and there's just a conveyor belt of wildly entertaining close football games. So for the sport, the improvement of Texas, Oklahoma, going to the SEC. It's going to be more great games. Oklahoma, Alabama, Oklahoma, LSU, Texas, Georgia. Yes, college football's pruning its tree, and the very best are joining the very best. So USC and UCLA against more quality Big Ten schools. Colin, you're just talking about this is good for TV. Yeah, champ, that's what's driving the sport. But it's amateurism. So is the Olympics. What drives it? NBC. Why does it end up in certain countries? Money. You're naive if you do not think television networks and money are driving the sport. It has to. Nothing else collegiately makes any money. Wisconsin has 35 sports. 31 hemorrhage money. Somebody's got to pay the bills. It's football. For every athletic department of note in America. So this is great holistically for the sport. More big games. Secondly, is it good for the Big Ten? It's great for the Big Ten. USC and UCLA's basketball programs? Los Angeles recruiting now available for Big Ten schools? Where the Big Ten basketball coaches can tell all the recruits, oh yeah, ULA guys, we'll be back. Yeah, your parents can watch us. We'll be coming there annually. It's great for Big Ten basketball. It's great for Big Ten football. It gives them the state of California. Listen, it is hard to pry great high school basketball football players out of the South. They want to stay close to home. The SEC has got great college football and basketball. West Coast, not really. The Big Ten. So let's look big picture, great for the sport. It's also big picture, great for the Big Ten. They add two LA schools. UCLA and USC, is it good for them? Yeah. They go to the second or first biggest revenue conference in college football. Let me sum it up. USC makes $30 million a year from the Pac-12 TV deal. They'll make over $70 million a year in the Big Ten deal. You tell me. They don't mind splitting money with Michigan and Ohio State. They don't want to split money. With Washington State, Colorado, Utah, Arizona football, they don't want to split that money anymore. So they're going to drive far more revenue. It's also great for USC and UCLA because when Pete Carroll was here driving the bus for USC football, there was no NFL in town. So you have two new NFL teams. Remember, most guys with their girlfriends or their wives and most women, if they love sports, you can't give your weekend to sports for most people used to be Saturday was a football day in Los Angeles. There was no NFL. Now you have two NFL teams. I got Justin Herbert and the Chargers. I got Matt Stafford, Sean McVay and the Rams. A lot of people, they don't get both days to just go to football games. So you need to have more quality opponents. Guess what conference travels better than any other? The Big Ten. Nebraska travels. Iowa travels. Wisconsin travels. Michigan travels. Ohio State travels. So USC and UCLA could get fifteen to 20,000 Midwest fans who either live in the West, they live in Nevada, they live in Arizona, they live in California, they live in Northern California. 15, 20,000 of those fans jam in to the stadium. That's not good for college football. It's great for USC and UCLA. It's great for the Big Ten. It's good for Fox Sports, my employer. It's great holistically for the sport. Listen, so many people are tied to tradition. I get it. I get it. But what tradition are you giving up? I mean, years and years and years ago, I'm watching Vince Young in Texas beat Michigan in one of the great Rose Bowls I've ever watched. At that point, I gave up the Rose Bowl as having to be a Big Ten team and a Pac 12 team. The Pac 12 simply hasn't held up its end of the bargain. You can blame Larry Scott, the commissioner. The truth is, we have more pro sports here. We got more things to do out West. The economy's great. Um, we got mountains everywhere. We got lakes everywhere. We got pro teams everywhere. I mean, the Colorado Buffaloes have to compete against the Avalanche and the Rockies and Russell Wilson and the Broncos. And in the South, that college football program, it's everything in the community. It's everything within 50 miles to 100 miles. It's easier in the Big Ten footprint and the SEC footprint and the Big 12 footprint to get big crowds In Norman, Oklahoma, that's what matters. Sooner football, sooner basketball, sooner sports. In Los Angeles, two baseball, two NFL, two NBA, LAFC. We got a beach. We got mountains. We got shopping. USC and UCLA are going to more than double their annual television income. They're going to fill their stadiums with amazing Wisconsin fans and Hawkeye fans and Nittany Lion fans and Nebraska fans. Buckeye, Wolverine, Spartan fans, win, 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 win. More TV games, more packed stadiums, more revenue, more guaranteed revenue. It's a win across the board. Yeah, they're going to have to travel a lot. You only play like five road games a year. Oh, it's going to be cold and damp. Really? How many Blizzard Big Ten games you watched last year? Folks, a majority of college football is September, October, and done by November 20th. That's a majority of it. There'll be years that USC and UCLA never see a storm. And if they do, the other team's got to play in it as well. It is wonderful to me for everybody. And when I first heard it yesterday on vacation, my takeaway is I am more excited for the future of college football than ever before. Ooh, I'm going to lose out on some UCLA-Oregon State games. I wasn't watching him anyway. Let's talk NBA. You know how I feel about Kevin Durant. And it's bigger than Kevin Durant making a mistake leaving Steph Curry for Kyrie Irving. In the history of Colin Wright, Colin Wrong, this is my most right, officially. But Kevin Durant deserves credit. If you go to social media, it is amazing how many anonymous trolls are perfect. They've never made a mistake. Oh, they have such courage of their convictions. They're anonymous. Public people, politicians, basketball players, talk show hosts, CEOs, public people, entertainers. They put out bad albums. I mean, Drake got crushed for the last thing he put out. Presidents have 35% approval ratings. CEOs, talk show hosts, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to get clobbered. But don't listen to the noise. If you made a mistake, own it. Kevin Durant made a mistake leaving Steph Curry and joining Brooklyn. He made a mistake. Three years in, first round exit, a second round exit. It's time to move. It's time to go. He doesn't have an elite coach. He doesn't have an elite owner. They don't have an elite bench. They don't have elite size. You want to surround yourself with goofy Ben Simmons and undependable Kyrie Irving? Kevin Durant has earned the right to dependable, committed teammates. Simmons and Kyrie, they do not deserve KD, even if eventually one of them ends up joining him. If you're a public figure and people know who you are, you're going to make mistakes. Don't be rigid. Move off them. Adapt. Get mobile. Kevin Durant's got another six years of elite basketball. No reason to sulk. No reason to be stubborn. I think he works perfectly in Miami. I think he works well in Phoenix. But I'm excited to see him in the playoffs, late in the playoffs. He's earned it. My other takeaway with NBA free agency the league has always been terrified, paralyzed by tanking and tampering. You can't stop tanking. The bottom line is if I don't want to play my starters in the second half of the season to get a better draft, Opportunity, there's nothing you can do. And tampering. Let me ask you about tampering. NBA free agency starts. And within 45 minutes, there's 35 deals. (laughs) Do you think they all were finalized? All the negotiation took place in those 45 minutes. It may have been 30 minutes. Everybody's talking months in advance, weeks in advance. Deals are done. Can we stop NBA trying to fool the public into believing there's no tanking and there's no tampering? You cannot stop me at the volume. If I want to hire somebody, even if they're under contract and they're not allowed to negotiate while they're under contract, I'm talking to them. I'm negotiating with them. And if it's private, there's nothing you can do. The reality is there's some things you can control, and there's some things you cannot. The idea that the NBA has intense restrictions on tampering, 45 minutes after the free agency period begins, almost all the big deals are done. But of course, they were done weeks ago. This baseball season turned K's into cash. Big hits into big wins with FanDuel Sportsbook. Okay, right now, new customers step up to the plate, no sweat first bet, up to a thousand bucks. Here it is. Sign up, place your first bet. FanDuel will give you, listen to this, up to a thousand bucks back in free bets if you don't win. You get paid fast, it's safe and secure, great promotions every day. No better place to bet America's pastime than on America's number one sportsbook. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Always use the promo code Colin to get the deal. Get you started. It's called No Sweat. First bet. Up to $1,000. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, and Louisiana. P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467369 in New York, Tennessee. Red Line one 800 Tennessee. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And with that, let's bring in Chris Mannix, who – I, I usually don't talk about this stuff publicly, but he is signing a new deal with a volume because we love him and we're never letting him go. Unlike KD in Brooklyn, he ain't walking out the door. So let's start with that one. So listen, I, I full disclosure. I never liked it. Uh, the analogy I always use, Chris, that if Patrick Mahomes left the chiefs to go play with the jets for, with a friend, we would tell him to get therapy. It would be obscene. You wouldn't leave Andy Reid, that family, that general manager, that structure, I did not like Katie leaving, but I love him. He's earned the right to play with committed teammates, and I don't trust Kyrie or Simmons. So I'd rather have him acknowledge a little bit of a whiff by me. I want out. I, I would rather, I, I say this all the time. We all make mistakes. Don't double down on them. Just acknowledge it. I, I whiffed. So there's a lot of talk about Miami and Phoenix. Just structurally. Which one makes more sense to you that could give Fortify the Nets? Which one works? Or is there a a gem out there that's not being discussed for KD?
0: I don't think a deal with Miami works because for logistical reasons, you can't include Bam Adebayo in a deal right now. And and Miami wasn't going to throw Adebayo in a deal anyway. He is the backbone of what that team does defensively. So now you're talking about Tyler Hero and draft picks. And I don't think that's enough to get the interest right. uh, of Brooklyn in a trade. Phoenix is certainly interesting because Phoenix can put, theoretically, DeAndre Ayton in a deal, Mikhail Bridges in a deal. Yep. They've got a whole bunch of draft picks. And I don't know, Colin, if you read that Kevin Arnavitz story on ESPN a couple of weeks ago where James Jones, the general manager there, Effectively said we don't care about the draft like we deal in free agency and trades and that's how we build a winner. So the Suns wouldn't blink, including a lot of draft picks in a deal uh, with with the Nets. So I think that's probably the favorite right now because you have to include the fact that Kevin Durant wants to go there. And even though he doesn't have a no trade clause, he has he's gonna have wield enormous power in this situation. The dark horse to me, Boston Celtics, because the Celtics could theoretically throw the best player in a deal in Jalen Brown. Uh, Jalen Brown was not an all-star this year, but that's largely because he had so many COVID injury issues in the first half of the season. He played like an all-star in the second half. He's 25 years old. He's been deep in the playoffs many times. So he's experienced in that vein. Um, and he's got two years remaining. On his contract, so the Celtics they could put together a deal involving Jalen Brown and a bunch of draft picks. Maybe you throw another young player in there. Grant Williams would make some sense if you're Brooklyn and bring Kevin Durant to Boston. Now, the follow-up question: Why would Kevin Durant want to go to Boston? Well, there's a few reasons. One, go back to 2016. Kevin Durant take a meeting with in the Hamptons. Celtics. Yeah, he met with them. Back when Isaiah Thomas was there, Al Horford was there. He's got a good relationship with Horford, who's still going to be there uh, next year. So there's already some interest from Kevin Durant in playing in Boston. Um, the Celtics just whooped him in the first round of the playoffs, so he knows how good that team is. Ime Udoka, a coach in Brooklyn last year, has a relationship with Kevin Durant. There's just a lot of of, of loose ties to Boston that Kevin Durant has. Finally heavily involved in his own media company. That media company is based in New York. I don't think it would bother Kevin one bit to still have close proximity to New York, to still be in that Northeast corridor where he's trying to build something off the floor. So for those reasons, I think the Celtics kind of loom as a dark horse in this race.
1: All right. Kyrie to the Lakers. Um, I said a couple of weeks ago, I got some pushback on it, but I said, listen, um, Kyrie acknowledged I blew up the Cleveland situation. LeBron's at a point in his career where I don't know if he trusts the Bus family up top or Rob Palenka. What they don't have is shooters. And the Lakers, David Fisdale told me, he goes, statistically, we had the second most open three-point shots in the league. We can't hit them, Westbrook and AD. He says, we need shooters. And when he said that, I remember driving home that day thinking, Kyrie's acknowledged he messed up. LeBron and Kyrie played together and played well together. Kyrie needs a restart. The New York media is crushing him. I don't think it bothers him to be in Los Angeles, an exploding economy. And so now stories come out. And do you buy them that Kyrie and the Lakers has real momentum? What do you make of those?
0: I think it's probably the only place Kyrie can wind up at this point. Because when I talk to league executives about landing spots for Kyrie, there's nobody out there. I mean, would Miami take him on as a buyout candidate? Maybe. Maybe the Heat could plug and play him in there at the point guard position with Kyle Lowry starting to age and showing his age in the postseason some. Um, Dallas, I think, has to be at least considered in all this. The Mavericks just lost Jalen Brunson. And if you're talking about a trade that might interest the Nets, you know, Dallas could send Spencer Dinwiddie Right. Back. To Brooklyn, yep. they could throw Davis Bertans' crappy contract in that deal and then sweeten the pot with a first round pick. Look, the Nets have made it clear they're not looking for a rebuilding package. It doesn't make any sense for them because none of their draft picks belong to them. So they're trying to win. So Spencer Dinwiddie, Davis Bertans, and a first-round pick would probably be the best offer you can get in terms of maintaining relevance next season. Now, the Lakers. What they can obviously do is put Russell Westbrook there and say, here are two first round picks. And that might be appealing to Brooklyn only because they could then take those first round picks and move them for somebody else and get themselves a player back in return. But when I handicap the chances of uh, an Irving deal straight up, a, a trade happening, it's the Lakers at like 80%, the Mavericks at like 19%, and then mystery team X that might go crazy At maybe 1%, but right now, LA, it feels like the only real fit because the Lakers, they're desperate. They they are doing the same thing this offseason they did last offseason. Lonnie Walker is the new Malik Monk. They're bringing in some young athletic guys, and none of it is going to matter because you still have Westbrook on the roster with LeBron and AD, and you can't make that work. Nothing else makes any sense. So I think they would welcome Irving if for no other reason then to get off the Westbrook contract.
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, the Lakers are in a desperate situation. It's also important to note, Chris, when you live in Los Angeles, the Rams won a Super Bowl. The Dodgers draw four to five million. LAFC is good. The Clippers are now relevant. The Chargers have Justin Herbert, Lincoln Riley and USC. It's a competitive market. It's a distracted market. You got to win games here. And this idea of draft picks. Well, hell, Chris these draft picks are 19 a 2027 draft pick if he hits isn't delivering till 2030 that's 8 years la doesn't work in an 8 year clock except in our traffic outside of that we're not we're not patient people so i i think sometimes desperation ends up making stuff work is that you know it's the old beggars can't be choosers lakers are in a really tough spot right now okay so the mystery moment of the internet was first take Brian Windhorst going on it. And you and I know Brian. I, I've always liked Brian. It was very compelling television. Um, he kind of uh, slowly laid out the mystery. Danny Ainge now, of course, runs the jazz of a, a trade they just made with Brooklyn. And he wouldn't give away the answer. And I'm, I'm trying to find it's It's like the Loch Ness monster. I'm getting bits and pieces and shadows, but, You know, show me the monster. So he's talking about what's going on and uh, sort of the enigmatic move by Utah without giving me the answer. So, what was Brian Windhorst, for the love of God and all things fascinating basketball, what is he getting at?
0: What he's getting at is that there are major signs that Utah is getting ready to tear that whole thing apart. And, And this is something. That I've been writing, I got the receipts for it since Danny Ainge got that job. Because one thing I know about Danny Ainge is that he is not satisfied with mediocrity. He is not satisfied with playoff appearances, second round exits. If he see a team, sees a team that has plateaued, he is going to shred that team. We know that because he did it. He did it in 2013 when the Celtics, still relevant, I think they were a second round team their last year um, with KG and Pierce, still relevant. He traded everybody, traded Pierce and KG first, traded Rondo later, stripped that team down for draft picks and spare parts. If you watch the Jazz in the postseason, you know they're not close. They got beat in the first round and they got beat soundly by Dallas, and they have nothing internal that's going to make them better. So, when I, I had two thoughts when Royce O'Neal was traded uh, to uh, to Brooklyn, one was that did Sean Marks make this deal without knowing about Kevin Durant's trade demand? Because it doesn't make any sense for Brooklyn either. Like with Durant wanting out and Kyrie going out, it makes no sense. So there's a part of me that wondered. Well, we know Durant went to Joe Sy with his trade request. Was this information not filtered down to Sean Marks before? He made this deal for Royce O'Neal. Why do you need Royce O'Neal, especially for a first round draft pick if you're trading Kevin Durant? So that was my first thought on the Brooklyn side. On the Jazz side, this was just another signal that they are going into a rebuild. The first signal was Danny Ainge being hired. The second signal was Will Hardy, a young assistant coach, an excellent coach, being given a five-year contract. You do not give a first time head coach, a five year contract, unless you want him to be losing proof, unless you're telling him that it's okay to lose 60 games in the first couple of years, you've got some job security here with us. Remember Frank Vogel with the Lakers, when they were a contender, three year contract right away. That's the contract you give if you're trying to build a contender. If they were gonna keep that team together, Colin, they would have given Will a three year contract. So if it didn't work out, you're not tied to him for year four and year five of that deal. And this Royce O'Neill trade, Royce O'Neill, who, by the way, extremely close with Donovan Mitchell. Donovan, Eric Pascal, extremely close with Donovan Mitchell. He was just non-tendered by the Jazz. All these signs, like these are becoming giant, unmissable signs that the Jazz are going to blow this thing up. So I am, I am fully expecting at some point this offseason for the Jazz to trade Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell and strip this team down for spare parts.
1: I think Mitchell fits in Miami. That's, to me, because as much as I love, Bam is the soul of your defense. Butler is the great two-way athlete. But Jimmy's not always a definitive scorer. He's a 21-point-a-game guy. Donovan Mitch, and he also doesn't need the ball in his hands constantly because sometimes... Donovan Mitchell has got a little Westbrook. But I think with Spolstra, and Mitchell's also no longer a willing defender, at least not as much as he was early in his career. So you got the, the bucket covered defensively. Butler's a good defensive player. I think Donovan can play better defense when pressured by Butler to do it and Spolstra. I think Mitchell works in Miami. Your thoughts?
0: I think he works great in Miami And I would make once the dust settles on Kevin Durant, I would make Miami a one of the front runners to land him because that package of players that I was talking about for Durant, that doesn't, that doesn't work for the Nets that might work for Danny Ainge in Utah. You can get Tyler hero, an excellent offensive player, certainly one with defensive liabilities, but you can get Tyler hero, presumably on a long-term contract. I was told that Tyler's deal is going to be worked out sometime in the next couple of days with the Heat, you can get him on a long-term deal and build around him with all the draft picks Miami can give you. They've got a bunch of draft picks they can trade. Well, the Heat are in win-now mode. I agree with you. Mitchell can be a better defender. When you talk to people in Utah, the one thing they said was Donovan Mitchell did not come into camp this year or last year in the best of shape. You're going to be in shape in Miami. You literally can't play for Miami. Miami. Unless you are in, you pass their fitness tests and are in the kind of shape you need to be in to play for the Miami Heat. A better conditioned Donovan Mitchell will be a better defender. And if you're talking Kyle Lowry, Donovan Mitchell, and Jimmy Butler on the perimeter, that's pretty damn good. And Mitchell can contribute to point guard uh, play as well because he's done some of that uh, with Utah. I I think Miami makes a lot of sense for Donovan Mitchell. And I think you'll start hearing more about a Mitchell trade once the dust settles with Durant.
1: All right, Chris Mannix, a bit of an emergency pod. We called him this morning. I had some Pac-12 Big Ten thoughts plus the NBA stuff. Kyrie to the Lakers, Kevin Durant perhaps to Phoenix. It's fun. It's really, really fun. Great seeing you, bud.
0: NBA offseason. NBA offseason, nothing better. Good to see you, Colin.
1: Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the
3: sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our
1: products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.
3: Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air.